guys, this is Duke Nukem. Welcome to NerdCon 1. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of NerdCon 1. My name's Nick. I am joined by Corey, Krista, and Steve. Woo! And um, this episode is brought to you by Ballot Ready and the NerdCon 1 channel. If you guys like anything you hear in this episode, go to www.nerdcon1.com, or you can just search NerdCon 1 anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, so as you guys read it in the um, show notes... This is the Game of Thrones episode. Just a head I know it's real old at this point. Spoiler alert. I told my parents not to watch this episode because they're on episode eight. Oh, Jesus. Jeez like, Louise, when did they start? Uh, like two weeks ago. I finally convinced them to watch it since I've got HBO now. Oh, okay. That's fair. I mean... It's well over a year old, but okay, sure. Spoiler alerts. <laughs> oh, I, I know. Like, like I said, mostly for people if you're watching it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so many people. Yeah, probably not. No, especially because Facebook is uh, being lame right now and doesn't want to post anything. So we're uh, going from there. But um, so. I want to dig right in, and the first question that everyone asks when you're like, oh, I love Game of Thrones, is what are your favorite characters? So we'll go Rob Robin the way we used to. Um, Corey, who's your favorite character and why? Oh, man. That's some serious pressure. There's so many characters. Um, right off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll just go with Jon Snow. Everyone likes Jon Snow. If you don't like Jon right. Snow, you're an asshole. Is that That's your reason? <clears throat> Yeah, basically. Okay. I know a few people who don't like Jon Snow. They're assholes. I who call are them they? assholes too. Who are they? So I cannot be friends with them. <laughs> I have to. We're, you're not. I don't think we share. Uh, I don't think we share them as friends. So don't worry. You don't have to. You know, light anybody's house on fire. I can't. I can't be exposed to that negativity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't associate with them much. <laughs> Will not be a part of it. Um, all right, so I guess since we got your awesomely super vague answer, Corey, we will move on. Krista, favorite character and why? Um, mine is Aegon Targaryen. Okay. Um, who is Jon Snow. <laughs> um, for all you uncultured For all you there. uncultured swine. Um, for several reasons. Um, he's so good and he's so wholesome and he just he wants to do the right thing and everything that he does he believes with his heart that he's doing the right thing and he doesn't really want any of the riches or the royalty or even the attention he just he just wants what's right in the world and that's just so fucking pure dudes like come on how could you not like Jon Snow it makes me angry that people don't like him. like he's so he's so good he's so badass he's so he just he's selfless like come on there's so many reasons i dick. can go on about him forever you don't know <laughs> that they, all right no we're not gonna go into it um his niece just spreading all right this is getting weird so um steve who is your favorite character in uh, game of thrones and why theon Greyjoy. Yes. Aww. Okay. Why? See, see, I love Theon. Oh, oh I forgot to because, give you guys your uh, section. Yeah, Theon has the greatest character development and arc in the entire show. That guy, you literally go from like thinking he's a joke to hating him to feeling for him to loving him and then crying over him. Yeah. He was actually almost a choice for me because of the acting alone. Like. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I have totally, totally. I, when I met him, I definitely told him that I cried when he died. Like I, 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 I'll admit it, left and right. Like that shit fucked me up. As soon as he oh, got, yeah. oh man, hold on, it's it, coming, you guys. It it's definitely coming. is a redemption arc for sure. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's the the greatest. Like I, you I just honestly, spent so I long so hating. Him. Well, yeah. Oh, and he makes you hate him so much. Yeah. And then 
everything that Ramsey does to him is just like, oh my god, like. But then oh. even, but, but then even, even then, when I he's broken still... down and he's weak, he still makes choices that you're like, no, like when he like doesn't help Sansa get out, and you're like, yeah, the first time, like you yeah. still like you can like you still want to wring his neck, but then he like, but then he still ends up helping her, and he yeah, I was just saying, but then still, the end like, of the you season, know, like, oh, still he makes up for it so many times, yeah. Oh, he was Beyond's ready to die for her, like, oh my Great god, choice. like Corey, what were you gonna say? Nothing. Okay, I, I thought I, I could have sworn I heard you chime in there, and then you. <laughs> I love that deadpan silence. Nothing. <laughs> also, death bastard. I mostly was buying myself time. I do have a different favorite character for after you go, Nick. After I go. Okay, so you go. because you guys went with Jon Snow, I changed mine to um, Tormund. Uh, what is it, Giant's Bane? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I you love his love character. Him. He's goofy and just absolutely badass in everything he's he does. Like the comic relief. Yeah. But he's also yeah, like he's just also this like big like, lovable. Yeah, he's got a big heart. Yeah. 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 Plus what I love was him with, with that Brienne. giant's milk story in the final season. What are you talking about? That was about? creepy. When he <laughs> talked about banging the I know. Giant, I just, know. <laughs> what do you mean, what am I talking about? It was horrifying I know. to sit through like, that. No. What are you talking about? Like, it's so normal for him. Like, it's not even a... It's not yeah. Well, yeah, but it's like, it's well, not normal for me to hear that. Hey, shit. what like, happens north really of the wall off. stays north of the wall. Right. <laughs> Fair enough, not. man. You know? Apparently not. Yeah, now it's on national television. And honestly, Tormund has said some really creepy things throughout the entire thing, you know? Dude. I mean... The way He's a barbarian. He crushes on Brienne. I love. Oh, it. Yeah. Awesome big woman. Is she there? I love it so much. Oh, yeah, their whole dynamic. I, I I love it so much. Do you see the way she looks at me? Like she wants to kill you? I know. And he's so happy about that. It's like, dude, like that's getting you quivering, you fucking freak. Yeah, he definitely. Is, like I've heard that he in real life is just like so goofy and silly and funny that it just makes it even that much better. He does the uh, hotel commercials, right? Yeah. It's the same guy? Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. those. Have you guys ever seen a picture of him without his beard? I was just going to say yes. that. It's so weird. It's no. He was weird. in like an Icelandic band or something, wherever he's from. Honestly, he's fucking like sexy that. without a beard. Like he's like a he's like a, a damn, damn handsome gentleman right there. Like, and I his wife has bright red hair, too. Does she? Uh, I've, I've never I've seen his wife. I've never the bearded version. I can't yeah, disagree. Well, like obviously you're going to be a fan of the bearded version, Corey, just because you have a giant beard. What the fuck? All right, so you remember in Beauty and the Beast when the Beast, like, all of a sudden didn't have hair? It's it, creepy. It, oh, yeah. it fucks with you. That's what just happened to me. <laughs> oh, did you just look it up, Nick? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> he reminds me of one of the brothers that used to go, um, like from like Norway or wherever it was, that used to team up with Bam and them. Oh, in Viva yeah, with Bam, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's um, what he looks like. Oh, what were they called? I don't know. Get back Is to me on that. Nitro look it up. Circus or no? Nitro no, Circus was no. with um, Johnny Knoxville. Oh, okay. Give me just a second. I get confused. Those guys had so many off branches and shit. They were basically like the Australian jackass, right? Those guys. No, they were Norse. They oh, were they Norse, were yeah, they were Vikings. The, the Dudesons. Oh. The Dudesons, yeah, yep. Yeah, because I remember the episode where they climbed a tree and just absolutely destroyed oh, they themselves. Jumped, they jumped out. So yeah. That's why I thought they were Australian. Dudeson sounds so Australian, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Datsun. <laughs> Datsun? It's a car. Isn't it also oh, Japanese? Yeah. Is it a Japanese car? Yeah. It just sounds Australian, though. <laughs> okay. Datsun. Datsun. Sounds so, like I don't know. <laughs> so Is there a simulator for it? Fuck you, that. Nick, okay? You know what? <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> Let Corey talk. Hey, Let I, Corey I talk. You, I sent you the Beast Simulator. Did you buy it on sale on the Switch? Yeah, yes, he's he an asshole. No, I uh, already bought it at full price, so he was just rubbing it in. <laughs> so, but, uh, um, what do you got, Corey? So I would actually end up probably saying the Hound. Okay. Oh, he has yeah. So he's definitely I, in my top three. Oh yeah. I mean, he's just I such like a badass, too. and like, but he's a good guy. Like underneath yeah. all of it. And I remember I was watching with my buddy Jeff out here in New Mexico. By the way, his favorite character is Ramsey Bolton. 
So, oh, in case I know that a tells you people what whose favorite character is Ramsey, which concerns me. Yeah. People are toxic and don't need to be around other people. <laughs> if this was on Facebook, I would tag him. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, so I remember watching it the whole time, and only him and me, um, actually, it might not even have been him, when he supposedly died, kept saying, He's alive. He's fucking alive. Like, he's what? out there in the world. <laughs> and. Sure enough, he comes back right near the end. What was it, season six? He finally yeah. comes back. Yeah, it was like the end of season four. He after the fight with Brienne, he died. Basically, yeah. Should, like left I, die. Yeah, but I remember the rule: if they don't die on the screen, they're not dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> they're not dead. Yep. I know, but you then gotta, people tried to pull that with Stannis, and Stannis. I <laughs> I had a feeling that Stannis was alive too. I was wrong on that one. Yeah, no, Stannis. Did you really? Yeah, well, I mean, it was so everything from all the deaths beforehand. If they did not die on the screen, they were not dead. And so I held that belief that, like, Brienne held her sword back or just hit the tree that he was leaning on to, like, warn him or some shit. Mm-hmm. They did I, kind I of was... allude to it, but no. He yeah. did. I mean, he had just lit his daughter on fire, so, like, if she didn't oh, kill yeah. him, then... Oh, yeah. I was just yeah. about to bring that up. That scene pissed me off so much you could see how everyone just thought it was so fucked up and no one was gonna say anything it's like really i remember just just sitting here like what the fuck just happened oh yeah jaw eyes open like just like there's been a few times but that was definitely one of the worst down my face but just like that was like one of the biggest like what the fuck moments in the show for me one of them definitely like top five like yeah did not actually like i really thought that they were gonna like i thought they were gonna bring her up and then like stannis was gonna stop it or some shit and then she just oh man <laughs> i like that character too man his daughter was an awesome little chick but, like you know you had to have realized several seasons before shireen's death that like no one is safe you can't you no, can't yeah you can't, you can't outrule anyone. As soon yes. as I started to look at the character, I'm like, this chick's going to die. Just because yeah. I like this character, she's going to die. I mean, and, like, you know, look, look at, like, the Red Wedding. Like, women and uh, children are not safe. You know, like, no one is fucking safe in this in this. Yeah, show. and they don't mind showing it to you either. No. 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 Oh, oh, God, when uh, I forget her name, but um, Rob's wife gets stabbed in the belly and then her throat slit. Uh, that's yeah. it, Alyssa. That was just, like... That was the moment I knew that Game of Thrones just was not going to fuck around. Well, I'm glad you brought there up... Several, Red... There were several before the Red Wedding. That made nah, me that, 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 that one really Wedding locked it in for me. I know, but still, you know, I figured, you know, maybe, like, you know, they might not be complete. But they just don't give a fuck. So, let me ask, Krista, you said you were a big book reader, too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am under the impression, correct me if I'm wrong that Rob's wife did not die at the Red Wedding. Uh, so, and that they use like, a, a stand character. or something. It's a different oh, character. okay. Yeah. Gotcha. It's a different okay. character. So, like, the, none of that matters because it's a different character anyway. Am I the only one who hasn't read the books? I haven't read the books. Oh, okay, cool. I'm not alone. I got to get around I to think, it. I need to buy I that. I think I got, like, two chapters in, and I was like, I've seen the show. <laughs> <laughs> No, I have the, to say the, though. The show did a good job taking the really important core details, but there's so much more in the books, and there's a lot of events that they just completely left out. Like, like yeah. they killed off Catelyn Stark and then never resurrected her. She's like a whole other, other second character. She's resurrected oh, she and she's yeah, yeah she's she's Lady oh, Stoneheart. She's Lady Stoneheart. Yeah. So like, there's yeah. like things like that where it's like they kind of took like bits and pieces of the story to make it more cinematic but i think at the core the, the core of the game of thrones story i think they did a good job adapting it there's no doubt about that um i mean everyone's gonna have the argument that it was absolutely rushed at the end for something that didn't end up even coming to fruition as of yet um but as a whole the show itself was phenomenal i mean mm-hmm. shoot and, oh, yeah. and you had two years between seasons and when else are people gonna be like yeah that's fine i'm okay with waiting two years for something that's effectively a lord of the rings every two episodes i think that's all that was also part of the letdown yeah because everyone was fine with it because of what it is 
and they did that. I tell a lot of people, I'm like, watch through season seven, episode three, and stop. <laughs> yeah, I, I, no, I watch it all the way through. Seven. I like definitely I watch mean, it all the way through. I mean, I say watch I didn't it all mind it. Like, but... I just <sighs> so, okay. So I... the thing, the thing that I feel about the game, the ending of Game of Thrones, is I have the only thing that I have a problem with is who becomes king. Whatever. That's I found that to be stupid. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah, Everything else, Daenerys going crazy, I don't have a problem with. John killing Daenerys, I don't have a problem with. John being exiled, going north of the wall, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with any of that. The only hmm. thing that I have a problem with is how quickly everything just flipped. One oh, yeah. Eight, just flipped yeah. switch. D- Daenerys absolutely was going mad. Absolutely through the course of the show, she was going mad. She was yes. becoming more vengeful she was becoming jealous she as soon as she started becoming romantic with john she was becoming very jealous very controlling mm-hmm. she absolutely was going down that descent but for her to just flip that switch second to last episode of the whole show that's well, bullshit that's so, a season in itself I, ha- I don't have any problem yeah, with what exactly. happened i just have a problem with how quickly they just made these characters like flip switches mm-hmm. like john well, went from like i will do anything for her to like she's crazy and now i have to put her down which is like that's the natural growth between like that car- but everything was so sudden they needed to put a couple more episodes in there and i think that everybody else also probably would have been a little bit more satisfied with the ending too i i agree with that i agree with that the whole who became king thing that part i'm still yeah that was stupid I but yeah no um, I mean, as far as what you explained, I totally agree. Part of me wonders, and I don't know if they really go over this in the show, The and they probably did, the full time span of season seven. The, and the reason I say this is because it could have been a long period of time that that stuff happened. Like, the but one... they have terrible... The, the way they relay time... Yes. I realized was yes. terrible, absolutely terrible when Varys went across the sea and back in from an episode. Essos to Westeros to Daenerys in one episode. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. So here's the thing is that they got they got sloppy towards the, the later seasons and they stopped emphasizing how much time things take. Like, for example, the whole episode beyond the wall was like two weeks but yeah. You as the viewer, it seems like it's a day that, that turns into night, that turns into another like it literally the way that yeah. it was filmed, like it didn't even look like several days had passed. It literally looked like a day that turned into night. So it mm-hmm. looked like so it looked like um what's his face was able to run all the way back to the wall and warn everybody. So you know, like they 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 got sloppy with being able to emphasize how long these things take like that episode that beyond the wall episode if people could have actually seen the process of night to day to night to day to night to day to night to day to to emphasize how much time had passed Mm -hmm. it would have made it so much more believable and that much more dramatic because now it seems like oh well now they're a week out beyond the wall like there's no way they're going to make it back to the wall in time whereas the way that they filmed that they're like they're just 10 hours away from the wall just walk back you know, it's they they got sloppy with telling telling time towards the end. Abs- I, absolutely, right. I agree. And that was actually a pretty so common well. complaint I heard. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But they did so well earlier on. Yeah, like that whole trip with Arya and the Hound, mm-hmm. like that was a seriously spread out journey. Same Her thing with like John being brought to the wall the... with Egret. That was a whole season. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and Arya's time training it with the faceless men. A whole season. Like, exactly. Exactly. And so these things just went by so quickly. I mean, that trip just for Varys, that one episode earlier on would have been, you. we just might not have seen him mm-hmm. for three or four episodes. Right. But instead, he went across the ocean and back but I in also, a matter of like 30 minutes. I think this goes back to what I mentioned earlier, where they kind of chose the, 
the the core storylines to go with and they ignored other ones not realizing that those other little storylines that kind of would have been a seed that they planted in season two would have been a big bulk of story in six seven and eight you know like yeah. eliminating Lo- lady stoneheart you know took a huge gap of storyline out later on in 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 the seasons so by by making these creative decisions they kind of backed themselves into a corner and now mm-hmm. like they had to fill episodes with Varys traveling to Essos and Westeros 17 times, you know, because they, they, they pick and chose which characters and they, they yeah. started killing, they started killing off characters so quickly left and right that now all these other side characters that they left out four seasons ago can't now be introduced to fill up the characters. Of the, like, so they just, they backed themselves into a corner. Well, let I'm me not ask. Even entirely sure that they read the books. Well, I was going to say, could some of it be the fact that once John died, they had no source material. They, I mean, you're right. they, they, like they had they could no talk. main they story. They had no George main R. story, but they yeah. had all that side story. They had all that side yeah. story that they, they, they chose to leave out. And they, they but, pick and chose. Like, Daenerys' story bounces. Like, she actually, like, now don't, forgive me because it's been probably about 10 years since I've read them, but Daenerys is, like, barely in, like, the second book. If I remember, she's mm-hmm. like barely in a book because she's like over in Essos, like doing her thing. And she's literally walking from, you know, one side of Essos to the other. So like she's doing nothing for like a whole book. Yeah. So they just cut out this character for a whole season. So they took her her book three story and pushed it up to season two. So now Daenerys's whole story has been pushed up by like a metaphorical season. Yeah. And her story now isn't matching up with everybody else. So everybody So they did a lot of like they should have just really made it an anthology the way that the books are and they should have just broken it up into perspectives the way that the books are. And, and that would make sense. I think the only issue that comes into play there is, I mean, what are they going to do? Release the final season in fucking 15 years? Yes. Somebody needs to tell George R.R. Martin they're going to take his money away if he fucking hey. doesn't finish writing <laughs> his book. Yeah. Like 45 <laughs> minutes that way of me. All right, guys, we can keep talking about this in a few minutes, but uh, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. All right. Uh, special thanks to Ballot Ready for sponsoring this episode, and we are back with some uh, Game of Thrones banter. So, um, if you guys weren't chiming in, we were kind of already getting to the fact that we didn't enjoy season eight, and we, we. So look back if you want to. Don't get mad at us if you just chimed in and you don't see it until the end. But um, I want to keep moving forward. So the next big question I have for all you guys is: is your favorite scene, and obviously why? So Steve, let's start with you this time. Oh, uh, no. I got to think about that. All right. Uh, Krista? <laughs> um, I Okay, so I have, like, several favorite episodes that are, like, just top tier. But Take my favorite time. scene, <laughs> my favorite scene is season four, episode nine. The It's the um, the Watchers on the Wall episode um, where the the um, the wildlings come and attack the, the Night's Watch on the wall. And it's the one scene where Igret starts on one side of the, the wall and she shoots her arrow and it, the camera actually follows the arrow and it pans around and it spins around the entirety of the wall and you see Tormund fighting and you see John and John comes like out of the building. But it's one fluid shot that literally spins I know the what you're entire talking about. length yep. of the wall and it ends with the arrow piercing somebody. That's hands down my favorite scene in the entire series. Okay. I love it. I love I, it. So I completely much. forgot about that, but I, I actually did enjoy that. Falling off the wall. It's so good. That whole, it's so good. I got my scene. <laughs> All right, Steve, what do you got? Joffrey dying. Oh, and he's choking on his own blood. <laughs> oh, he's just clawing at his throat. And that's what's going to happen in an hour or half an hour <laughs> to okay, me and Corey. Yeah, you guys are going to be Joffrey. You're going to die. I'm aware. It's okay. It's okay. But yeah, I love that scene. That one, I waited uh, all through season one, two, and three. And then, like, I fell off for a bit. So, like, I didn't know what happened to him. And then I caught back up right before season seven and watched everything. And, oh, that was the most satisfying moment. It's, Just, it's, oh. 
even better in the book. I would recommend. I know you're not a reader, but I would recommend. No, no, no. I've been getting back it. into reading. Yeah. Like, I bought... Reading that passage because it's so satisfying. Just the. Just oh no! I, I bought a shitload of books this year, so. Open and yeah, it's so. I'm good. definitely gonna buy the the, the 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 Game of Thrones books. I have to. I, I was going to buy them, but they're just so goddamn expensive sometimes. I wanted this fancy set of them. <laughs> that made me think about the fact that I, I think one great thing to really gain such a following for them was is that they did have that two year or one and a half year to two year period between seasons was that if you told your friend, hey, rewatch this, they have time to do that. And then all of a sudden you have another person on board for the next season coming out. Oh yeah, I I, I actually, we used to do big watch parties like ten. Yeah, I was 10, gonna say people. I used to do watch parties too. Yeah, I did not get into it at first because I I enjoyed the books and I was like, there's just gonna be another show that just butchers another one of my favorite books or whatever. And a lot of my friends were like, it's actually good and you like that kind of like medieval like magic stuff. Like just give it a chance. And I ended up falling in love with it and I binged it. Mm-hmm. obviously because like i had i think it was like halfway into season two when i started because i didn't want to watch it at first whatever and then i got my parents into it and my mother literally watched seasons one through five in a weekend because she was sick so she literally not one through five one through four sorry because that sounds like there's not even that many out there's not even that many hours <laughs> so like she literally watched like one through four in like the course of like three days because she was homesick and Man. yes it's ridiculous. Yeah. That's impressive. Like it, when, you, when you get somebody into Game of Thrones, like they yeah. go down the rabbit hole. Well, and how <laughs> many times? Like, when I... Now well, is I... the time to binge Game of Thrones because it's done. You didn't have to wait yeah. like we did. It's done. <laughs> I, I've got to say, so I know when I still lived in Connecticut, it was on TV first one or two seasons. And um, I hadn't watched it, but I, I had tried to watch episode one. I want to say like three times and it just didn't pull me in. So and one's then, not really that good. I do it's remember not, it's not that I, great. I know. No, yeah. The, the only way I could get my wife into watching it was to just ha- have her watch a 15 minute recap of season one and then oh, have us start feel, with season two. <laughs> I feel like by like episode three, I'm like, okay, now I'm into it. Or like, no, because yeah. the very the very end of episode one is when they they push Bran out of the tower, and I think yeah. I was kind of like, wait, wait, aren't they brother and sister? And then, then I was kind yeah. of like, all right, now I have to keep watching, <laughs> right? So it's like, yeah. But um, but yeah, so it took me forever, and then one day, like a year after I moved out here, um, I found myself sitting on the couch, and on the TV was the first like three or four seasons, and I was like. I don't care if I don't like the first episode. I'm just going to watch it. I'm going to see what all the hype is about. And finally I did it. And for me, it was, I, I couldn't tell you the exact moment they had me hooked. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been, been a while now. Yeah. Um, it's been like almost but, 10 years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think first time I really watched it was six years ago now. And so... I couldn't tell you what it was, but I knew as soon as I finished that first season, I was just like, I'll, I'll keep watching. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, because, yeah, like, yeah. so much happens at the end of the first season. Like, so you have, like, Ned Stark dying. You have, like, Daenerys with, like, the eggs hatching. So it's like there's, like, such a big buildup at the end mm-hmm. that I think mm-hmm. that I think that they really – they the earlier seasons of Game of Thrones did a fantastic job of, like, building up suspense oh yes yeah yeah Yeah. oh they i mean that first season i've got to imagine they put all of the eggs in that last episode basket like this is either gonna make it or break it right now Mm -hmm. oh and it made it and oh yeah that's for sure because you're because the whole time you're like the the hero of the show just died yeah what (laughs) and i love i love that the game of thrones signature was always that like the second to last episode was always like the really really big one and the last episode kind of tied a bunch of knots but like raised a couple questions to like what was happening next but like you knew it was episode nine like shit was going down Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah there's an extra bucket of popcorn for that yeah (laughs) box of tissues So my favorite scene is really an entire episode, but I'll pick a scene from it from Hard Home. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Hard Home was, I was going to say, one of my favorite episodes is Hard Home. It's so good. Yeah. And I'd have to say my favorite scene from that is probably a lot of people's favorite scene from that. When right at the end, yep, right at yep. the end of the episode, John's chills, the dude. Night King and he's just like, and you yeah. see all the dead people get up, including yeah. um, but, including but the woman and her yes. children. Yes, the one. Oh the, yeah. Yes. This night. The other King. thing about that episode, though, King. that I re- I will never forget. It made my hair stand up on the back of my neck. It was silent. The end of that Death episode silent. was silent. Oh, yeah. yeah. So quiet. That was. So and it was unnerving. just like, yeah. Oh, it literally, it made like chills go down your spine. And the only thing you could hear was the water, like like under the boats. Because like they were just like standing, oh, yeah. just and, yeah. Oh my god! Well, they just trailed so out good. like that into the credits and everything. So and you just heard good. the waters. Oh my so, god! And it was just silence. Oh, that so was fucking good. Game of Thrones was good when yeah. back then. Season yeah. season five is my favorite season. Oh, season yeah. five has yeah. so many good episodes. Corey, go ahead. And so Steve, you just showed off that pop, so you guys know who that actor is for the Night King, right? Oh, Richard Brake. I the, love Richard Brake. He is the Pale Man in uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, yeah, he does a lot. He does a lot. In, uh, yeah, he does a lot of those creatures. Yeah, that he's a creature that actor. Siri- yeah, and man, he's a great actor. Like, yeah, he is. Hellboy. I, That's I, what you were saying. Uh, you're, you're thinking of Doug Jones. Doug Jones is yeah is the well no I'm wasn't there the, there was two guys the for the Night King. Him. Yeah, there were two Night Kings. Yeah, there was two Night Kings. That one was uh, Richard Brake, the one that I met, the original Night King. Uh, oh yeah, was it? Yeah, he's in a lot of uh, he's in a lot of horror stuff, but it's okay. Huh? Nothing. You're talking about the one in Hard Home, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that wasn't Richard Brake the one? I think that was like the one of the first seasons that it was the new guy. That actually makes sense because you could definitely tell he was there's, skinnier. There's two guys, yeah, yeah and I don't yeah, I, I don't actually remember when they made the switch though. Yeah, but, I don't uh, remember. I, I gotta say, right before the Night King meets his demise um that i 100 percent thought he was about to walk up to bran and they were going to have some sort of conversation whether it was going to be in bran's mind or what just the way they stared at each other i was like are we gonna hear the night king's voice well that's how they kept you in suspense in a lot of ways like even the red wedding like the thing that was so amazing about it was is for that what two minutes you were sitting there in this utter, you don't know to go up or down because you don't know if someone's going to come in and save the rest of the day. Like you have no idea what is really going to happen, how far out this, you know, massacre is going to be. And they do that so many different times in so many different scenes where, whether it's silence or these other emotional cues that just kind of leave you in this level of limbo where you are upset, but you don't know how. Yeah. (laughs) They definitely leave you with a lot of conflicted feelings when they kill off like morally ambiguous characters and you're like damn i i didn't really like him but like that sucks <laughs> that yeah, died, yeah. you know yeah it's like no one should have to go through that right like you're like i didn't really necessarily <laughs> like him but i also like didn't want him to get like his face eaten off or whatever you know whatever. so i liked the way he died but i kind of liked him as a character was little finger oh that was the i actually cheered out loud when he oh, died. Oh, same, I'm like, same. I am not like a vocal like movie watcher, TV yeah. watcher, whatever. But when she was like, how do you plea? And then she was like, Lord Baelish. I was like, yes! Like, I literally <laughs> was so excited about it. That's hilarious. I, 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 was I totally so thought excited. that somehow him and Varys were working together and they were going to be the ones to take the throne at the end. Varys is probably my other favorite character. Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you, he's, he's, one like, of, he's like one of the ones I hate to love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He, I like him because he doesn't necessarily care so much about who he sides with. He wants what's best for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did and like that. I think he's the smartest person on that show too. Hundred percent. No, absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I like how no one's mentioned that they have any like for the Lannisters, except right. for Tyrion. I don't. I, like, I, don't I like Tyrion's not a Lannister. 
I don't like. I don't dislike Jamie. Yeah, I like I, Jamie's. I, I like Jamie. The end. He, he had a cool. But I he had a cool hate, I was too. so angry he went back to her at the end. I wanted oh, him. I to me off yeah. Oh, I don't know why he didn't stay with Brienne. I got so I, I was know. like literally like motherfucker, what are you doing? Stop writing. Or I was hoping that he was gonna like go back to um go back to King's Landing and just like see Cersei and just kind of be like reminded and be like, no, I did the right thing and like this is this like this is not what I actually really you know like I, I like even after he left Brienne, which was so messed up, but I really hoped that he was gonna go back and he was still gonna have like that that aha moment where he's like, no, I don't I don't love Cersei. She's there's no helping her or whatever, whatever. I was hoping she there would be her. that same um, burn them or all. kill her. I was hoping he would kill her too. Yeah, I was hoping there would be that same burn them all kind of moment for him as the Kingslayer. Yeah. That he would be in there with her and she's, you know, either rocking or doing whatever that would cause him to end up realizing that he needs to, you know, kill her for the better of the realm as well. Yeah, not good enough. I know they didn't address this in the show, but I have a theory. Tyrion, you're right, Nick. Tyrion is not a Lannister. Oh no, he's think, a Targaryen. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a Targaryen. That's that's a pretty big theory in the Game of Thrones community since the books. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, he's a Targaryen. The Targaryens got around. I mean, that's just. Yeah, that there's that. They did. And isn't it also? So correct me if I'm wrong, Krista. At least from the. People in the book, um, only John, Daenerys, and Tyrion's mothers died during childbirth. That they make a big deal of. Um, that they meant they specifically mention the fact that Lyanna died in childbirth, and they specifically mention the fact that what's her name Lannister died during childbirth, and they like they really really specifically mention that like Tyrion killed their mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's I I would absolutely think that it's like kind of a, a something about a, the Targaryen blood. a sign of like being impregnated by a Targaryen kind of yeah 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 I would yeah. I would think so especially after yeah. all the years of like inbreeding yeah 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 well they definitely they did inbreed for a long time yeah all right so let me get to my um. My scene, and then we're going to go on to a second sponsor break here. So mine is uh, when Daenerys Targaryen burns the uh, Master of the Unsullied. Um, yes. And here's why. Before that, and yes, she has a lot of very, um, Daenerys has a lot of very strong moments as a character. But I, I feel like one. I feel like that's when she kind of knows her power, knows her worth yeah. in every way, and is just ready to rule. And I really enjoyed that episode. I mean, even just down to, you know, Drake on and just, I mean, that dude was ashes. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. All right, but let's take a quick word <laughs> from our sponsors. <sighs> Don't talk to me. So, yeah, I, I'm not looking forward to it. But for now, I'm going to not think about it. And, guys, what is your least favorite character? My least favorite character. So, let's start with Nick, because he never has to start. I know. Okay, I fine. I don't know who my least favorite character Xerxes. Fuck her. And- Xerxes. Cersei. <laughs> Cersei, sorry. I always do that too. People have called me out on it before. But fuck her. I hate everything about her human soul. She's just an evil person in every way, shape, and form. Yeah, she's not a good person. No. Like, even when she had her walk of shame, like, I didn't even feel bad for her. Yeah, no. No. I, they wanted you to, but I didn't. No. No. And, like, when Marcella died. I felt bad for Marcella and Jamie, but not so much for Cersei. Yeah. Well, cause, but also like Cersei deserved everything that happened to her. So whatever. <laughs> I don't really like care. absolutely everything that happened to her. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Literally everything that happened to her. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Somebody else go. Corey, what's yours? Oh, my least favorite character. This is, I'm going to have to say it's fucking Bran. Bran sucks. No, uh, no I know. Okay. I suck. 
I lied. It's not Bram. Um, my least favorite character that I was hoping would die for the longest fucking time was Sansa. Yes. Really? Something, Multiple something times I felt her, the same way. I felt like her story was made to make you feel bad. Whereas Cersei was made to make you hate her and it worked. I think Sansa's story was made to make you feel bad about her entire fucking life. Yeah. And it didn't work on me. I'm not a big fan of like the sap story type of thing. Like, like you asked me when, when they put on like American Idol or some other, these like talent TV shows, when they come in with someone who's positive and shit, I'm like, yeah, I like that person. And then when they come in with the person who's like, yeah, this guy's been blind since he was six years old, but he's overcome everything. And then his mom died. I'm like, (laughs) are we choosing him because he's good or because we feel bad for him? And maybe I'm just a bad person, but But he's a three eyed raven. I, I just I did not like Sansa at all. No, at all. Yeah. I, nope, I hated her. Even in the beginning so with um, with Joffrey, uh, that really just made me absolutely not like her when she, be- not necessarily betrayed her sister, but when again yeah. her, against her sister, like that absolutely like made me hate her. Yeah. I mean, she, she was supposed to be a typical she, like 14 year old girl. Like she was supposed to be. No, she's I know. Be a fucking princess either way. Yeah. 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 She's not a typical fourteen-year-old girl. I mean, yeah. That's a lot is. of pressure. <laughs> she's got a lot of hormones and shit. Yeah, she is. She's a typical fourteen-year-old girl. Well, I, I guess got, I should she's say she's got an she annoying wasn't ass little to be. little sister who who flings food at her and you and know, has like, an asshole dog. You, the three of you, have never been a fourteen-year-old girl. <laughs> she's it's exactly like not. that. Would you have chosen I, Joffrey? Would I have chosen Joffrey? Yeah. No, because like I also didn't like shitty little boys. But like, <laughs> that's fair. He was such an asshole. Like the entirety of his arc too. All right, but anyway, who who wants to go next for uh, least favorite character? Ooh, I'll go. All right, what do you got? Well, first, real quick, Richard Brake did play the Night King in Hard Home, Corey. Ooh, burn. Who also Whatever. Doug Jones didn't play him, by the way. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was Vladimir Ferdick. Oh yeah, I knew that there was a, a second person. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, I love Doug Jones, so I was just like, wait, no, no, no. I would know that, so I had to literally steal my wife's phone to look it up. But um, Euron Greyjoy is my least favorite. He's okay. such yeah, a piece of shit. He's such a piece of shit, and he's so yeah. cocky, and he's so full of himself. And even when he's getting stabbed to death, he's still like, ah, like, (laughs) fuck that guy. Oh, man, left, right to the bottom of the sea and to the top of the sky. Fuck that guy with a broken body. Yeah, he made my skin crawl. (laughs) Yeah, but I really did like the actor that played him. He was really good. Yeah. I forget his and name. Apparently, it's some... he's like really nice in real life too. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, well that's the thing. When you play obnoxious douchebags, you uh, are usually the best cool person in real life. Yeah, yeah. like he. I saw him in this um, weird Nazi war movie with Kurt Russell's son, Overlord, mm-hmm. and he was a complete piece of shit Nazi in that. But he he was clean shaven, so I didn't recognize him at first. Oh, and yeah. he spoke fluent German, which I'm like, is he really German? And no, I think he is. From... No, he's from no. the same place that Jamie Lannister's actor is from. Uh, oh, Nicolas New Zealand? Blah, 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 blah. Nicolaj Custer Waldau. That's yeah. it. I can never remember They're his last Danish. Name. They're Danish. Danish. That's oh, it. that's yeah. like the original Vikings, the Danes. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he's a good actor. I liked him in that movie, but his character, oh my God, he pissed me off. But I mean, yeah, you know, it's. Yeah. <laughs> the, the actor who plays Ramsey is also like ridiculously talented. So yeah, oh, I guess yeah. it takes ta- it takes talent to be a, just a all around bad dude. Oh yeah. If, yeah, if, you have to go to a dark place to be able to do it. My favorite character, my least favorite character is fucking Ollie. Who? Oh fuck it! Fuck that kid! The one that stabbed John Ho in the snart. Fuck that kid! He deserves. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! He's a shit traitor. John Ho in the snart. Did I just hear that correctly? <laughs> no. John Snow in the heart. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
so like the wildlings can't come and like destroy like Ollie's village and like John's like hey what's up little Ollie bro like sorry your life sucks like come live with us and like it's not the best but like hey you're alive and like we'll feed you and give you a place to sleep and stuff and then Ollie's like no John like you had sex with that wildling chick and like now you're in love with her and that's like not cool and so now I'm gonna mutiny against you like Fuck no I hate Ollie he's the uh, worst character in the whole show I hate I him. get this feeling of joy when he gets hung because he's such hey, a little traitor he's, he's such an ungrateful piece of shit joy out of a child being killed no but not that him. child that kid's I hate a piece him. of shit I to his core piece of wow, shit. Wow, all right. So you guys are impassioned about this. I mean, <laughs> watch that kid get hung I over and over. I hate him. <laughs> Just loop I that kid getting hung. Feeling. I hate that kid. If I'm being I honest, when I saw him literally... get hung, it didn't bother me in the slightest. See? Yeah, See? no. Okay. He literally mutinied against John, who brought him in to to the wall and took him in gave him a place to sleep gave him gave, put food in his belly and took care of him and brought him in as one of the the night's watch because he had no other options because guess what he was from north of the wall and his village got destroyed and he mutinied against john come on yeah, Fuck yeah. no <laughs> no no <laughs> tell, tell us how you really feel <laughs> uh. i did warn you guys I no, that's I have fair. To change my answer. I agree with Krista. He's my least favorite character. I, I completely I forgot still about hate that little Sansa. piece of shit. Fuck that kid. <laughs> yeah, I'm changing mine to Sansa too, Corey. Now that I think about it, really, forget Sansa. I'm not a fan. Yeah, she was she was so good it, in the end. She was great after season like. No, she, after she got rescued from Ramsay. Yeah, I was the, gonna say all the good. She got back to Winterfell. She was good. Yeah. Yeah, but was that because that. she was actually good, or because she now knew she had to play that political no, role to stay no. alive? No, you I like think that no, she, she was she good. Into her power, and she you she like she realized what power she had. As, yeah, because as... in the end, she made a lot of good calls, like killing Littlefinger and everything and she was trying to do for the North. Not only yeah. that, but not only that, but um, she she straight up made the Battle of the Bastards. Like, there's no oh, other yeah. way to look at it. She if it wasn't the for her, the like she. She made the Battle of the Bastards. She took. She won the North back. I would love to give that credit to John, but Sansa won the North no. back. No, yeah, she did. Yeah. she did. But if it wasn't for the Veil, they would have been dead in that pile yeah. right there. John would have just gotten yeah. his head cut off. Yeah, Sansa. I, Sansa I agree with that, but at the same mm-hmm. time, I'm just like I think part of that appeal of her finally doing that stuff and finally. Like coming to that point where people could maybe like her if they didn't before is because you fucking felt bad for her before. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, even before, and, and, and I didn't that, exactly... not you, not you specifically, not you guys specifically. <laughs> well, no, no, but I'm just saying, but... I, I felt bad for her, but I didn't exactly like her until she had to deal with Ramsey, and then that's when I really started to feel bad for her, and then I'm just like, man, maybe she doesn't suck that much. And then, because like, <laughs> even when she was like with Littlefinger and they killed her Aunt Lisa, or Eliza, I forget his fucking name. Yeah, that Liza. crazy, yeah, that crazy yeah. breastfeeding chick. But it's just, just, oh man, when she dyed her hair, and it's just like you're trying so hard to be a badass, but you're just a little bitch still. Like, stop. But again, <laughs> like because I, you guys were ignoring. All right, hang on, Krista, you go then, Corey. Okay, since you guys were like ignoring Sansa so early on, you were missing a lot of the things that she was learning from Cersei. She's learning how to manipulate men. She's learning how to use her sexuality and her sex to control it. She's uh, Cersei teaches Sansa those things back when she's still like a maiden waiting to, to be wed to Joffrey. she can't fucking do it when she meets Ramsay. And that's what happens. <laughs> and that's what happens. And it starts with Cersei it starts with Cersei kind of planting these seeds and Sansa being like, that's cool, I'm a bad bitch and I can do all these things. And then Marjorie comes in and Marjorie's like, no, that's actually not how you do things. This is how you do things. And Sansa actually wasn't good at both of their methods. Sansa, needed to, find, Sansa needed to find her own power, which she ended up finding, you know, season four when she gets, you know, taken by Littlefinger and stuff like that. So it's like, there was a lot of seeds planted in the built the character building of Sansa, but... Uh, oh, yeah. No, no, she no, became I, her I, mother I, I in a lot of ways. That. Exactly, exactly. And she was oh, always yeah, destined yeah. to be Catelyn, exactly. Corey, what were you going to say, bud? I said what I was going to say. I just, oh, that's it. Okay. I just want to make sure because you guys were fighting. It's Game of Thrones no, and this I'm is sorry, what happens. I keep talking about it. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. Um, I, I just, I think, 
like that. I think so much of that story, you're made to feel bad for her. Yeah. And you are. I, you are. I'm just, like I said, I, I'm not someone who falls for shit like that. <laughs> I, I don't know what it was. Corey's and, and, heartless. And you, you mentioned something that makes sense, too, is like another reason I didn't like her. Is she did pull a lot of Cersei. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely learned, and she. I think she even says that too. I think she doesn't. She say that. Yeah, at some point. That she did despise Cersei. That she actually learned a lot. I think she actually Mm -hmm. said. I think it was uh, season seven. Yeah, it might have been season six or season seven. It was no, it was season seven because that is after they took back Winterfell. But yeah, that it was just yeah. Maybe some of that's part of why I don't like her because like if you pulled that like if you learned that much from her, Mm -hmm. why do you suck? Yeah. <laughs> well, she didn't suck in the end. She just needed to perfect her craft. Again, she yeah, was young. Cersei wasn't. She, Cersei she wasn't needed Cersei her overnight. sister. She needed her sister there. I disagree. I disagree. I absolutely disagree. Where was Arya during the <laughs> Battle of? Where was Arya during the Battle of the Bastards? Where was Arya when all of the people were starving in Winterfell and in the North? Like, I, I absolutely disagree. Arya was absolutely like a, you know, a, a good like. You know, ace in the pocket, but she did not need Arya by any means. Absolutely, I, I, I disagree. I don't know. Yeah, I, she was an ace at best. Yeah, I, I was gonna I guess, say. I guess so much of it comes down to also like it's not like those things you mentioned. Yes, she ordered these things to happen. Mm-hmm. It's not like she did any of these things herself. I mean, but and, again. But again, how does it come down? Like, she ordered the troops to go to these places to defend her home. She ordered the troops to disperse food to the people. Like, she didn't go and give Joe a role and give Steve a role. Like, you know, she didn't go and do it. She gave she the order. She made it happen. Yeah. You know, no like, one would I have done that, it if she didn't I'm say, I'm not trying hey, to defend this. Sansa, but I'm also trying to give you, like, a different perspective on it. Like, she <laughs> I, did a I, lot no, more I get than it. I think people give her credit for all right. Well, I think we could definitely go down a rabbit hole with this. Um, I want to start yeah, ending up yeah. as we're um, getting close to time. So um, big shout out in about probably 20 minutes or so. Uh, me and Corey are going to die on um, live screen while we do the Pocky One Chip Challenge. Other than that, thank you so much, guys, for listening in. And a special thanks to Ballot Ready as well as the NerdCon One channel for sponsoring this episode. If you heard anything you liked in this episode, make sure you check us out at www.nerdcon1.com. And you can also check us out by searching NerdCon One on um, any podcast platform. And make sure if you are on uh, Apple Podcasts that you give us a little uh, like and uh, comment or review. And that helps us do what we do. So uh, there's some Game of Thrones playing right there. And um, thank you, everyone. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, guys, let's do uh, our shameless plugs real quick. So, Steve, where can we find you? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, always collecting something. And Krista? On Twitter and Instagram, I am at Pink Room Gaming. On Twitch, I am the Pink Room Gaming. And Corey? You can find me at Funko Squid on Instagram. You look so nervous right now. Corey, you're so enthusiastic when you plug yourself, man. Yeah. And I'm at Disney Adams, guys. We'll see you in a little bit. Uh, Hope we don't die.